Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. God bless you guys, man. We're back, and what a beautiful song this is, man. <laughs> Last week they wanted a sign. They debated over a sign from heaven. We talked about this in Matthew chapter 16. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they came and tested. They wanted to test Jesus, and they wanted them. They wanted a sign from heaven, and he answered to them, you know, basically, when it is evening... You say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. We talked about that last week. Jesus withdrew. He told them that a wicked and adulterous generation seek the sign. And no sign shall be given except to the sign of prophet Jonah. And we left off about talking about Jonah and how he departed and went to Nineveh to rebuke them all. To restore them of their nasty sins. And it's radical because... This message is a message of hope. Jesus has been telling them that you guys need faith because faith is what it takes to not only serve the Lord, but to walk in him, to walk in his grace and his mercy, which is, this is what we see today, believers. And so Jesus was telling them in 16 to his disciples, he said that if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. Basically, live a life that pleases me. It's easy to get in the flesh, man. I, I, it, it's hard to serve him. But it's easy when we rest in his Holy Spirit. Because for whoever desires to save his life, life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, Jesus said, will find it. Listen, Father, we come before you. Lord, Holy Spirit, we, we ask that you come now and aid this study, Father. Holy Spirit, move, Father, please. We ask, help us be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Lord, and teach us today, Father. Teach us what you need to teach us so we can just continue to bless others in your Holy Spirit name, in Jesus' name, amen. Wow, I'm excited, guys, man. Good morning and welcome to Growing in His Word. Last week was a radical message about the revelation of Jesus' reward. And, the, and we're coming up how... You know, the prophecy of the second coming coming was, you know, given also in Mark chapter 8, 38 and Luke chapter 9, 26. But for the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his work. And we left off last week in Matthew chapter 16, verse uh, you know, 26 and 27 and 28. And it says, as assuredly I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And he was talking about Elijah. And, uh, you know, he was talking about other people in the rapture. He was talking about the rapture, the coming of the rapture. We talked about that and how important it is. But what's really important is now we see the transfiguration. So here, Jesus is now, you know, he talked about, the a prophet Elijah and how he's not Elijah. And a lot of Hebrews are waiting on Elijah because he you know, he was a prophet, but Elijah was not the Messiah. And so Jesus is now starting to unpuzzle everything and separate himself from man as far as 
him being God. He's saying, I am God. He's saying, I am the Father. I am the Son and I am the Holy Spirit. And he's saying here in the transfiguration is, is radical because, I mean, we're going to dive into it right now. And I'm just excited, man. I mean, geez, wow. Here these disciples are wanting signs and these Pharisees want signs. Okay, not so much as the as, as, as the uh, disciples, but here comes man. Here comes the big enchilada of it all, man. Because now, after six days, Matthew chapter seventeen, after six days, Jesus took Peter. Notice it's six, not seven, because you know they rested on the seventh day. But Jesus took Peter. He took Peter and James and and John, his brother, and he led them up to a high mountain. <laughs> I love it by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. Here, Jesus is going to be transfigured. He's going to change from his appearance and be glorious and beautiful. Here he's going to show the Hebrews that Elijah, <laughs> he's not the Messiah. He's going to show Peter and James and, and John and his brother what the Almighty really is up to. It's amazing, man. Are you guys ready for this? Remember... Jesus Christ wants the glory. It's real simple. Today we see people who want glorified, but it's not about us. Here Jesus is going to tell them, I want the glory. It's going to be more than that, man. <laughs> this is radical. I can't even, I just, man, I just, I, it's hard to get past this verse because Jesus, he's just oh, so radical and he wants the glory. So after the six days, they're going on the mountain now by themselves and he was transfigured before them. His face shone. That's S-H-O-N-E. Like the sun. Wow. Man, that's radical. Remember, you remember, uh, I think it was uh, ooh, Exodus 33. That's when Moses was asking God to see his, you know, you know, wanted to see his glory and all that. And God, his, man, God just lit up, man. It's like the sun and said, I'm too holy, dude. It's not going to work for you. But his clothes became, here it says, his clothes became as white as the light. And so the word transfiguration, it's coming from the Latin root, meaning a cross and figura. It's a form, a shape. And so this is what happened to Jesus. And basically he became glorious. And before looking at the transfiguration itself, it's important that we look at what happened immediately before it. It's crazy. It's radical. <laughs> it's life-changing. <laughs> and behold, I, you know, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't, I'm not laughing I'm at, at anything here. I'm just, I'm blown away with the fact that in here we see what happens next. Well, in Luke 9, 27, at the end of the speech to the 12 apostles, Jesus added that, um, that there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. And we see this also right here in Matthew chapter, verse 28, 16, 28. And so what I'm seeing is, is this is, this is radical because basically some of them are going to see the kingdom, the, basically some of them are going to see the kingdom of God, you see? And it's radical. And so here we are. These are the three who were privileged to witness the event. And they're Peter, James, and John. And, you know, Andrew was not there or not included, but the fact is that Jesus only allowed three of his disciples to witness the event. And it's pretty much, it's, it's, you know, 
It's radical. I just, it, it, but here's what's the most important part that takes event and the event next. And this is where it's at, man. This is why I'm excited. It says, his son and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared. Oh, wow. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And they appeared to them, but not only did they appear, it wasn't like they were like some kind of ghost. You know, they were talking with him, it says. Man, and Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, is it good for us to be here? I mean, like, dude, this is personal. <laughs> it's just crazy. And I'm not laughing because I'm, I'm laughing at God or laughing. At, I'm just laughing because it says here, if you wish, and it says, let us make. Here he goes, look at, let us make. Listen to this. Let us make here three tabernacles. Now, this is what... This is what he's trying to tell God. One for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Now watch this. But while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. Remember when Jesus was getting baptized also. It's kind of funny how when Christ was being baptized, that's what happened also. And here they are on, on Mount Tabor. This is the transfiguration site. And, you know, this is basically in the Hebrew Bible, Joshua and Judges. Mount Tabor is the site of the Battle of the Mount Tabor, which is between the Israelite army and the leadership of Barak and the other army of Canaanite king Hazar Jabin, commanded by Sisera. And so this is the transfiguration site. And, it's, and, and what's going on now is he's saying... Uh, here is my son, my beloved son, right after that, whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Look, he's saying, hear him. Hear him. See, a lot of believers don't hear him. We need to hear him. When we start acting up, we start getting out of line, we need to hear him. We need to stop what we're doing and say, wow, we need to be obedient to Jesus Christ and hear what he's saying to us. What is he saying to us? What does he want to say to us? Is he telling us to continue on certain things in life? Is he telling us to, you know, melt away from what we're doing and focus more on him? What is he saying? Is Jesus saying, draw to me? Can you come to me and, and glorify me on this mountain? And there's how many disciples? There's how many? Three? Wow. Isn't that funny? There's three disciples, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three days. Nineveh was taken in for three days. I mean, Jonah was taken out in a whale for three days and swam. Wow, you see the three? Three? Wow. I mean, do the math. Add the numbers up. The number three biblically represents divine wholeness, completeness, and perfection. And if ever there was a desire to highlight an idea, a thought, or a van, or northworthy figure in the Bible... For the prominence of the number three was used to put a divine stamp on a, of a completion for fulfillment of a subject. It's crazy. God left numbers, powerful in numbers. And I'm not, don't play the lottery. <laughs> don't play the lottery. I mean, that's another story I had. I was, one day I thought I was going to, I don't mean to get off subject, but I was actually, you know, uh, well, that's another time. Listen. Number three is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's the essence in the three and one one God. Three, it's it's radical. It's it's the most powerful 
number for me. But seven is really powerful. But three, listen, three. Hear him, it says. I am well pleased in verse, it says in verse five, while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, (laughs) they fell on their faces. They were just tripped out, man. And they were greatly afraid. I mean, they're afraid. Here here in the Hebrew culture, Elijah and Moses is like the biggest prophets around. Rabbi Moses. And here he is. He's just talking to them, man. Like, hey, what's up, man? Hey, you know? And they're like tripping out. Like, wow, this is what rabbis taught us about our whole entire life. And here the rabbi is telling us, you know, Moses, 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 halacha, the law, you know, and this is the mitzvahs we do to, to better our own lives, which are pretty good. I love it. You know, do a good mitzvah, you know, but Jesus is here saying, I'm fulfilling it, man. But it gets even better than that because Jesus came and touched them and said, arise and do not be afraid. So there he is comforting them. So listen, believers, note takers, hear him. Don't be afraid of him. Okay? And, 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 and when he touches you spiritually, arise and do not be afraid. You see, and when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Imagine that, man. This is just radical. They were afraid They earlier wanted to build tabernacles for Moses and for Elijah, and God discredited that right away. They said, he said, bro, you're not going to build me no tabernacle. You're not going to build Moses and Elijah a tabernacle. It's all about me. Here we are, okay? And they're not eating mushrooms. There's no mushrooms in Israel that get you high like that. Trust me. I mean, they weren't smoking dope. They weren't drunk. They weren't loaded. They were sober. And they're sitting there speaking. I mean, bro, it's right here, man. It's all here in Matthew 17. You guys should notate this, man. Matthew 17. It's radical. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces. He was like, dude, you're going to open your eyes now to me. You're going to come to me. But you see... Some people want you to come to Christ with a fist and a hammer. And Jesus says, no, that's not how I come. I come in peace and love. We can't be banging on people, believers, to get what we want or to have people hear the message. It's about being obedient. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. You see, but, but, but Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise, and do not be afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And verse 9 says, Now as they came down from the mountain, you see they're coming down now, all right? And, and tell the vision to no one. He's saying, Don't say anything, nobody. The Son of Man is risen from the dead. Don't tell, listen to this. Tell the vision to no one. Until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Because Christ didn't die yet. He was getting ready to die. He was, get, he was showing him a taste of his resurrection, man. And how he's going to conquer death. And how he did conquer death. And how there's more to this world than just suffering. Believers, don't worry. Don't be in a hurry. 
Don't be afraid. Arise. Love others and serve them. Don't play, don't play Jesus church games. Don't play with Jesus. Don't act like you're, 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 you're something and you're not. God knows everything. The Holy Spirit is real. Don't play with it. Invite him into your life because Jesus can do miracles in your own life that you'd never thought you'd ever, 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 ever begin to understand. But this life sucks, I get it. It's just the way it is, man. We're gonna suffer. God, God says we're gonna suffer. The Bible says we're, we're, we're gonna suffer when we put on Christ, when, when we receive him. They're gonna come, man. Trials are gonna come, man. Things are gonna come our way. But just don't, don't, don't get too personal with it. It's spiritual warfare. Ephesians talks about spiritual warfare, believers. Remember, Ephesians chapter 6, 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against rulers and against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of the wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm. Because the enemy wants to get you. He doesn't like us. What we do for Jesus. It's spiritual. And remember that Ephesians says that we're seated with Christ already. Dude, we're already seated. We don't got to do nothing but relax. Rest. Rest in the blessed hope. Rest in Jesus Christ because we're already seated with Jesus right now. We're already we're already seated. The uh, you know we already have the ticket. You you have the ticket when you receive Jesus. You have the ticket. You're you're blessed. Listen, believers, don't stress. Here, the disciples are lifting up their eyes, and they 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 saw no one but Jesus only because they knew that He was the Messiah. They knew. That he was after seeing Moses and Elijah bow to him, basically. He knew. And now as they came down from that mountain, Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone because it wasn't his time to die yet. Remember that. And his disciples asked him, saying, why? Why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? See, now they're tripping. They're saying, they're saying, we've been lied to? Look at this. Jesus showed them. Jesus showed him. And his disciples asked him. And Jesus said to him, said to them, indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But, here, notice the but, there's always a but. I say to you that Elijah has already come. <laughs> and they did not know him. They didn't know him, but did, but they did to him whatever they wished. Period. You see, believers, when you read the Bible, you got to remember there's periods. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Here we go. We're getting into the into the resurrect as the crucifixion's coming soon. And then he spoke to them. Listen to this. Then he then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. And so 
Here Jesus next is going to give the instruction about faith. And when they had come to the multitude, of a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For his, uh, He often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't care. They couldn't cure him. And so here's the radical part, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it. And Jesus answered and said, O faithfulness and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. It wasn't epilepsy, man. It was a demon. And they, 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 uh, you know, they're here today, believe it or not. We're called to suffer, believers. We're going to suffer. We're all going to suffer. I know you're suffering right now. You, you may think, you don't understand. It hurts. Oh, I know it hurts. But Christ knows all about it. If he could take three of his disciples, I don't care if the Bible says four or five of his disciples, or six, if Jesus can take his disciples up on a mountain and show him that he has all the glory, then he's got it. It is what it is. The Bible's not a fairy tale. And if you're suffering, I, I listen, believers, I've seen the miracles. I've seen it. There's no way that anyone can convince me. I'm not trading him for nobody. Yeshua HaMashiach is my, my God. I don't care. I, I, I'm not ashamed. And neither should you. And remember, Jesus said we're going to suffer. But it's only temporarily. It's temporarily. Because this is what happens. He commanded his disciples that they should tell no one because that he was Jesus the Christ. Now, Verse 21 says, from that time, he began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be prayed and be raised on the third day. Here's the third day. Number three is very important. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord. This shall not happen to you. Here's Peter. Peter's getting in the way of God's, God's plan, okay? The enemy, Satan's using Peter to get in the way of God's plan. Listen, even Satan doesn't want Jesus to die for our sins in the end because Satan doesn't want us to be forgiven. I'll say it again. Peter wasn't the devil. He was being used by the devil because spiritual, remember that, it's a spiritual war. Satan didn't want Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be forgiven. And that is the truth of it all. That's why when Peter took, that's why then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, far be it from you, Lord, that it shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Jesus did. He said, get behind me, get behind, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. And so Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up that cross. Remember that, believers. 
And that's Matthew chapter 16. I've been reading it. And so now we're going to go back to chapter 17. Listen, not 18. I mean, 17. Listen. And so here we are. (laughs) It's just crazy. I'm just so blown away and I'm so excited. You know, believers, remember God's in love with you. And he has a a plan for you. And Jesus, see, remember in in verse 19, he, he was telling his disciples and there, he, the disciples came, I mean, to Jesus, and they privately, and they, they came privately to him. They said, why couldn't we cast out that demon? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, however, this kind does not, uh, you know, go out except by, only by prayer and fasting. So some of these demons are real, Strong, man, and you really got to, you know, that's the Lord saying you really got to, you know, get (laughs) fasting on it. I mean, and if you can't fast, you drink water. I mean, if you can't fast, then, you know, just, you know, prayer is good enough. You don't have to fast. I mean, if you're sick, if you can't fast medically, then don't fast. If you ever have a problem with prayer and go see a doctor first, don't ever take my words. You got to see a doctor now and ask him about fasting. It's I know it's, it is what it is, man, but. Some people can't fast and they try to do it and it's not good. Listen, believers, God doesn't want you to hurt yourselves. So just remember, man, we don't have to worry. Persecution's going to come. We just got to have mercy. We have to ha- we have to have faith. We have to understand that God's in control of every situation in our life. We, we know that, that uh, you know, the vision that we see here and how God is showing, you know, uh, he proved to his disciples that basically he is the Messiah. I mean, that just enough right there alone, just alone right there is enough for me to just stand back and go, wow. You know, that, that, that verse I could just sit on, believers, and rest, knowing that he's our Messiah. Verse 22 says, Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, Listen to this, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed at the hands of men, and they will kill him. And the third day he will rise up, and they were exceedingly sorrowful. They were sad. And part of him transfiguring was showing them that he's going to be coming back. He's he's alive. And and. And and that was why he did that too. It's just amazing. He was telling him, "I'm, I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you." And he and it it goes for today. I mean, this this is still alive today. Satan wants to blind you with things that are not true. Believers, listen. Verse twenty four says, "When they, and then when they had to come to the C- C- Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, "Does your teacher not pay the temple tax?" And now they're trying to trip him up again. Listen, and he said, "Yes." And when they had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him, saying, "What do you think, Simon? Mm-hmm. From whom do you, from who do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from? Their sons or from strangers?" He said, "Who do they take them from? Sons or strangers?" And Peter said to him, "From strangers." And Jesus said to him, "Then the sons are free. Nevertheless, last or lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take this fish." 
okay? Take the fish that comes up first, and when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. And that's what he did. And it's crazy because strangers, because strangers were, you know, basically citizens paid custom and taxes, and they were more likely, you know, to be the ones to pay. But in this verse, Jesus is demonstrating that as God's son, he was free from the obligation to pay the temple tax. In fact, this the, 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 temple, belong, the temple belonged to him. Malachi chapter 3 verse 1 says it. And so the fact that he used the uh, plural sons implies that Peter and the other disciples were also free from that obligation. And so Matthew 18 continues uh, the fourth of the five dis, uh, uh, discourses in Matthew the gospel. And, it com and you can compare that, but... This is the, uh, uh, you know, radical statement that God wants us to pay taxes too. He wants us to pay the federal and state and local government taxes. He wants that. But he was exempting himself because he's God. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I love it. Listen, believers, don't worry about tomorrow. You know, Peter was always off and on, man. And Peter was hot, cold, hot, cold. And we get that way. I get it, man. But we got to have faith, like it says. We have to understand that no matter what, the tabernacle is God. He is G Jesus is the church. You know, we are the temples also, and he can dwell in us. And we can become holy. And we're sinners, but we know that God is in control. And God loves us. Don't be, don't worry about tomorrow, young young believers. Don't 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 worry. Listen, Jesus loves you and He has a plan for you. He wants to show you. He wants to grow you, and He wants to know you. Enjoy the waves. Start worshiping Jesus. Worship Jesus. That's where it starts. You see, God is in love with you. The worship Jesus. Love Him. Find worship music. Glorify Him. Seek Him. Know Him. And he will grow in you and show you many things. You don't have to worry because God is in love with you. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word. Don't worry about nothing. If you guys need any problems, have anything to say, just log on to growinginhisword.com. There you'll find study material. You will find so much Bible study material. You guys will be excited. Log on to Growing in His Word. We're everywhere. We're on Spotify. Actually, we're number one on Spotify. <laughs> I love it. We got a, we, the Lord got an award, not me, but I put it on my wall. It said Spotify number one. And that's all the Lord, that's the glory for Jesus Christ. God bless you guys. In Jesus' name, amen.